The sickening feeling that I feel and that has experienced by everyone walking these halls today, they knew this was going to happen. And they knew, the U.S. military knew that when they were given a, sh a strict timeline to pull out, that they would be going back in. And they would be going back in possibly under fire. For 20 years, they have tried to stop every suicide bomber and every terror group in that country. They couldn't do it. So the notion now that they're going to hunt down ISIS and that they're going to stop, uh, find those who carried out this attack, it's, it's, it boggles the mind. If it boggles the minds of those members of the U.S. military, clearly it has to boggle the minds of our allies who know what we know, who have seen what we have seen and watched 13 U.S. Marines get murdered in Kabul outside of the Hamid Karzai International Airport. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. But the question for us is what comes now? How in the world do allies regard us? We've already discussed with Kurt Schlichter what the military thinks of their commanders. Those men and women who actually do the grunt work. What about our allies? Where are they at? Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer joins us right now, retired Lieutenant Colonel. He is the president of the London Center for Policy Research, LondonCenter.org, which has a group of people that I know and, and like, uh, Monica Crowley and DeRoy Murdoch, some names that I had looked to often for thoughts and ideas. And, sir, you have been, of course, talking about uh, these things, best-selling author that you are, CIA-trained intelligence operations officer, with 35 years of experience in global and national security before we get into where our allies may be let's take you back to the press conference joe biden speaking about what happened you talking about still continuing this mission of getting uh, trying to get americans out by this self-imposed deadline it seems your thoughts on joe biden yesterday sir hey tony thanks for having me and my thoughts are uh, they are layering failure upon failure on, uh, on a baseline of incompetence. That's what they're doing. And anybody who watched that news conference uh, saw the fear in Joe Biden's eyes. That's all that's there, because he had to read from a teleprompter. <clears throat> His words carried no weight. And then he went after Peter Ducey. And I know Peter. Peter's a, uh, Peter's a good guy. And he tried to belittle him. And in the end, it came back on Biden by the fact that, you know, Peter rightfully pointed out, hey, Trump's not president anymore. You're, you're the one in charge. And, and Biden really had that famous moment of putting his head down. That's showing weakness. So when you see that level of weakness, allies are, are completely unimpressed. Uh, they are not willing to do the hard things. Suffice to say, the Israelis have stopped sharing intelligence with us. The British and Germans are concerned about any ability to work with us at this point. And it, it is a shambles. And, we're, and this started, by the way, right after Biden came in office. Uh, his decision, Biden's decision to change the Trump plan. Uh, and by the way, the current plan is not the Trump plan. He keeps saying he was obligated to follow the plan. He did not follow the plan. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this mess. The Trump plan was conditions-based with military responses set up for any uh, demunition or uh, movement from the plan by the Taliban. B Biden did not enforce that. And what really did the plan in was his decision, unilateral decision, 
to change the date from 1 May to 11 September. Uh, and now he changed it back and moved it back to July, but the damage was done. And the moment he did that without consulting allies, without consulting the Afghans, without consulting anybody, he basically broke the agreement. And when that agreement was broke, the allies got upset. The Taliban used that breaking the agreement for purposes of actually recruiting more people to their cause, being able to swell from 75,000 to a quarter million and swamping the security services of Afghanistan in very short order. And all of this, by the way, was recorded and analyzed by our intelligence community, and it was ignored by the Pentagon and by Biden. That's why we're where we're at. Let's get into a little bit of what's been happening on the ground and where Joe Biden thinks we have capabilities that we no longer have because they were taken out of the area. And an expression that's often used is over the horizon capability, which is the idea that are you able to see where your enemy is? Are you able to have the intelligence to be able to then make moves to counter what uh, they are doing? You were a senior DOD intelligence officer, got both the Bronze Star and the Commander's Award for civil service for your work on these activities people like jennifer griffin over at fox news channel going out of their head you don't have any over the horizon capability how do you think you're going to target isis k as president biden said in that press uh, briefing yesterday when you have taken away the intelligence on the ground talk to us about what over the horizon means and whether or not that is even possible in afghanistan at this moment over the horizon is, is not even a military term We don't even use that term. Uh, That is a political term drummed up for purposes of trying to justify the bad decisions of giving up the most strategic ground in Afghanistan, Bagram Air Base. Uh, We we set most of our operations out of a handful of places. I actually document this in my book, Operation Darkheart, which covered my time in Afghanistan in 03 and 04. You need a, a strategic point on the ground to be able to launch rapid response operations. A lot of the intelligence you get get from over the horizon capability you get it from drones you get it from intercepts but you know you can't put a special forces team out to take care of a bad guy uh, if it takes 10 hours to get there by the time you get there the intelligence is not worth so we had teams at bagram at asadabad at uh, in kandahar that could respond within less than an hour to go do something either kill capture or uh, increase monitoring of a specific target in afghanistan you cannot do that from Oman. You cannot do that from uh, any base we have in the Gulf. You, you can barely do it from Pakistan. Uh, so this is where what they're saying, what he's saying, is a complete and utter lie and is completely detached from any reality that Jennifer Griffith or any other correspondent knows about. And, they, and these correspondents know they're being lied to. Uh, and I think that's what part of the frustration is. And I, I watched the, the General McKenzie uh, briefing, the commander Central, Central Command's briefing yesterday. It was utter fiction. Uh, he is not a man convicted of his own, uh, convinced of his own facts. And he knows as well as anyone else this over-the-horizon capability that, that Biden is touting it does not exist. Talking to Anthony Schaefer, Tony Schaefer, retired lieutenant colonel and president of the London Center for Policy Research. Now let us discuss foreign policy for a moment. If you have what, what you can only describe and many have described, including myself, as a betrayal 
from the United States towards the, these Afghanis who have been helping us, towards uh, some allies regarding this this non-existent timeline and deadline that President Biden is beholden to. Conversations about sharing information with the Taliban about who we're trying to get out. Therefore, including names of Afghanis, a death sentence for these people. These are the people who are helping us against the Taliban. Right. Talk to me about who trusts us now and how is trust rebuilt, considering the pressure that's going to come from China, for example, to attract our current allies to their side. So let's put some context. If you recall, when President Trump had joined to uh, become president, he had shared with Putin, supposedly with Vladimir Putin, some information regarding a joint target. And that was, uh, oh, my God, he shared classified, classified information. Now, Trump shared what I believe was necessary information. And by the way, the president is the ultimate classification, declassification authority. So that Trump did not do anything wrong, but they were crazy. Now we fast forward to actually providing information to a terrorist organization, which apparently was sanctioned by the White House and is going to. I won't even say it may. It is going to result, Tony, in the death of individuals on the ground because they served us. The Taliban has no love for anything we've done there. And most certainly anybody who served with us to support us is going to be immediately rounded up and murdered. There's, that's just what they're going to do. And the idea that, that General McKenzie and that command provided uh, action, what I would consider actionable information to them, because they're going to take action on it, to murder our people is, is borderline treasonous. I don't understand how anybody in their right mind would hand over to an organization that the State Department itself has declared a terrorist organization. The Taliban is on the official list of, of sanctioned terrorist organizations. I don't know how any, any individual... Any American in uniform, any senior official could ever do that. Uh, and they did. It. And I think we're going to see the consequences of that action uh, come, at, come, come back and be confirmed over the next five days. The consequence that I am focused on is less on the ground, although you got to pay attention to the ground. I find myself constantly looking to what comes next, specifically China, right. because they're always looking to what comes next. Uh, you, they, these are the people of Belt and Road. These are the people of China 2025. They are right. the ones uh, uh, desperate for hegemony in, in the Pacific, amongst the Pacific Rim, for controlling uh, the, the Taiwan Straits, for controlling the South China Sea, and for utilizing their dollars as they are in South America and, and in a African nations in order to gain not only access to soybeans so they don't need to buy it from us, but access to partners and control and power. This is this is the power moment, never mind just a, an invasion of Taiwan or a control of Taiwan. This is a power moment of reshifting the world stage. Exactly how much on a precipice are we all? So the, the constant weakness combined with the policies of appeasement, are going to result in catastrophic failure of our national security. That's the bottom line. Uh, the thing that Biden has done regarding China has shown deference to them. He's never pushed back. Tony Blinken, for goodness sake, was yelled at in Alaska by a Chinese official, and nobody pushed back. Uh, um, other officials have gone forward and had, quote-unquote, you know, talks with China and been yelled at. And done nothing to push back. We are they, the, the Biden State Department with Tony Blinken is completely passive. They're completely out of their league and they don't push back at all. 
that signals to challengers like China. It's like, hey, we can move forward. We, we can be aggressive with a consequence. So that's what they're doing. They're priming the pump for more aggression regarding China against Taiwan, regarding China against our interest in the Middle East. Uh, look, they're going to move in uh, to Afghanistan and take and begin exploiting all the earths. Uh, they're going to be doing things to actually expand their control and influence over a number of nations, to include America. That's what the weakness that Biden has shown will result in. And I don't believe we're going to see necessarily an invasion of Taiwan this year. But I do believe before this administration's done, you're going to see China make a move on Taiwan because of the perception of weakness being demonstrated by the president through his own actions and through the policies of his own State Department. How does the United States under Joe Biden rebuild trust with the UK, with the French, with the Germans and others? You can't. It's, you can't. It, that, that, the, the, Joe Biden, who created the current situation, cannot fix the current situation. There is no alternative, none, except for him to leave. And I don't know if the, part, the Democrat Party is going to be trusted with any of this because they worked so hard to get Joe Biden to be their guy in the White House. So their judgment is a question, too. So at this point, there's not a thing, not a thing that this administration can do to rebuild trust because it's gone. Uh, There's no way they're going to get it back. Everybody's going to treat uh, the United States until he's gone with a a, a great deal of disdain and a hands-off attitude. The European allies will go about doing what they feel they need to do based on their policies And they will pay no attention at all to the United States because the United States will not do anything to help them. They don't want any help from the United States because it cannot be trusted. That's that's a simple uh, truth of of what the situation is regarding Biden. But I want to make sure we're clear, uh, sir, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Anthony Schaefer uh, from the London Center for Policy Research. It is Joe Biden that cannot be trusted. There is still a willingness to trust the United States with different leadership. That's correct. Look, I've uh, had a number of meetings. I'm down in Tampa meeting with some folks about kind of um, the state of our military. I get a pretty good picture. And and I know for a fact that we have uh, men and women going outside the wire in in, uh, Kabul against orders, rescuing American citizens. That's the fabric. That's the, 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 the real core of our military. They will do things that others will not. They're badly led at this point. So as soon as we have good leadership back, the military, I think, will be able to come back very rapidly to be a a strong and effective force. Uh, uh, But uh, until that happens, they are lumped in with everyone else. But no, I I have no doubt that the British military, the German military, all of our allies understand the quality of the individuals who are able to do the the, the hard work of keeping uh, our interests and their interests protected. They just know that at this point, a handful of individuals literally in the field doing the hard work. The U.S. government cannot be trusted at the leadership level. Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Tony Schaefer, president of the London Center for Policy Research, LondonCenter.org. I appreciate you taking the time, sir. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.